Welcome to Thrive with Confidence. This podcast provides insight into the Aquios Alliance, a buying group that connects private practices with trusted vendors and expert support. We will feature discussion with our vendor partners and optometrist members while we explore topics that will empower your independence. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining our latest episode of Thrive with Confidence. And we're here with you for another industry insight. I am Kendall Gannat. I'm also joined here with Scott Klein, as well as Teresa Stanzik. And we are excited to talk with you today and talk about what's going on in the industry. So Teresa and Scott, what's a topic that you guys are hearing a lot of clients asking about lately? And good morning, Kendall. First off, you know I'm, I'm so thrilled to be here with you and Scott this morning, and and just have this time to to chat about you know what we're hearing and what's going on in the industry, and uh, you know and be able to share that with our listeners. And and that's a really great question. I I feel like the topic of conversation, some of the hot points, has been how do we connect better with, with our staff? You know, when I'm talking with the doctors, I'm hearing them say, you know what, I'm spending 90, 95% of my time in the exam room with my patients. Uh, staff is, you know, out there. What's the best way to make sure that we're always on the same page, you know, that, uh, that we can connect? And it's, a, it's interesting that we're finding out how many teams, how many practices don't have a a meeting time in place uh, that, you know, they don't have a time to, you know, connect, whether it's on a, a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis. And with them not being able to connect. So it sounds like, I mean, they need to have a team meeting in place and be able to discuss topics that are coming up in the office, discuss issues that are arising. How often should people be meeting? I know you mentioned a couple intervals there, but what would you guys recommend for scheduling a team meeting? I, you know, I look at this. Good morning, Kendall. Uh, I, I look at this as being something that every practice is different, right? And first and foremost, I, I will say, have the meeting, okay? That's the most important thing is that we're having this. We can talk about it. You can try to plan around them, but the action of doing the meeting is going to be the most important thing. I look at weekly being the best thing that you could possibly do um, at, at bare minimum, having that weekly time. A meeting to me is, is about the, the opportunity to share information, but it's also a time for your team to be able to get together on a different on a different level, right? We, we're working together eight, eight hours a day for however many days that, that your practice is open. We're, we're hustling and bustling. We're moving around and, and we don't really have a chance to connect or we may not have a chance to connect on, on, on a business level, but even on a personal level, it's just, it's, it's really great to have that time that is, that is not patient facing to connect with one another. And Scott, you know, you bring up a, a great point, just having the meeting um, and going into these and, and trying to say, yeah, you know what, that is a great idea. I do need to spend this time and invest this time with with my staff. What should what should the teams be talking about? You know, I, I look at things as being <laughs> when I've always structured a meeting, I, I, I want to look at three things. OK, I, I, I want to look at where where we've we been, where are we going and how are we going to get there? Okay, this is going to be looking at our, our results from the previous week. So looking at what do we have, looking at your, your stat tracker or however that you whatever analytics that, that you collect for your practice and being able to celebrate that with the team and, and really say, this is great. Look at what we've done and or 
talk about those areas of opportunity. We need to be honest about if we didn't hit a goal. I think people shy away from that and they think, oh, we don't want this to be negative. I don't want my team meeting to be, uh, you know, uh, something that we're all complaining. And and if I talk about the things that we didn't do, it's going to bring everything down. Well, that's not, that's not what it is, right? We're not getting upset with people, but we're going to talk about and be honest about those areas that we didn't hit. I think it's important to look at, at at setting the goals for the next week, right? What do we need to, did we crush a goal last week, right? Did we take our multiples and just absolutely slay it? Then we need to up that game and we need to be involving the team and say, hey, uh, you know, optical team, you guys you guys hit a a, a 30% multiples last week. What What's it going to take to hit 35 this week? And let them discuss those things. And then we look at how do we get there? And, and this is going to be a series of, uh, of team trainings, right? This could be something that you're, you're, you're bringing in training sessions, could be something you're partnering with your, your vendors on, could be something that you're, you're letting uh, somebody in the practice, one of the team members lead a training that they're excited about. But this is also sharing the behaviors that that got us the results that, that we achieved that previous week. So, Teresa, if you you know you were my optical person and, and you just really did an amazing job with our patients on, on multiples, we'll just stay on that. I want you to share those behaviors because those are things that I need you to continue doing, but also the rest of the optical team to to jump on board with as well. And I think I think you make a great point there, Scott, of it doesn't just have to be the doctor or the manager that lead these team meetings, involve other people on the staff. So like you said, you mentioned Teresa, if she's the optician and she's doing great on multiple pairs, have her help lead that conversation and help other opticians see, okay, how is the way that Teresa is delivering this presentation going to help the others. And with her being the expert, she should be the one to be leading that. I think that also is to help the staff gain confidence in their own abilities and be able to lean on each other versus just relying solely on the doctor. So I think that is fantastic. Scott or Teresa, are there any resources that are out there that can help with training and being able to help that, that how do we get there, that how to improve and educate? As part of our uh, Aquios Advisors Learning Center, I always suggest that our teams reference our World of Optics training series. We have our um, several webinars dealing with, you know, the everyday operations or challenges that some practices have seen and how to overcome those. So I, I very much so recommend that our, our teams be able to reference those and, and use those for trainings as well. I think you should also be leaning in on, on your vendors. I mentioned that a second ago, but I this is this is part of what, what they should be doing for you is supporting you and, and, and helping educate the team. When you look at something, there, there's a lot of really amazing independent frame vendors out there. Uh, the the Aquios Alliance has some really great partnerships with, with some companies and, and a lot of them have some great backstories. And and if your team doesn't know these stories and what makes a frame line special, or it might be a material, it might be how it's made. There's all types of things that can set a, a I'll keep the, the example of a frame line going, but it, it could be your teams need to know that and, and who better to, to teach them, right, than, than a vendor. But I think also looking at who on your staff knows that give give ownership to somebody. If you have a if you have a tech that is just absolutely fantastic at, at what they do and, and, and working up a patient and they're passionate about the instruments that, that they use, 
Let them talk about it. Let them talk about the process of, of what that looks like. If it's, if it's a certain instrument that we want to focus in on, let them discuss that. Let them show their excitement for that. Iron sharpens iron. So why not allow our team to be able to help build and grow each other? And, and to Kendall's point, now this takes the pressure off of the owning doctor and or even the office manager if, if your practice has one and allows our team to help each other grow and not let that all lay on the shoulders of one person. I mean, earlier this week, I was doing a couple phone trainings where we, we talk with the front desk help. And, and it's not just for the front desk, it's for anyone in the office to be able to help make sure when someone is calling interested in their office, front desk needs to be knowledgeable there. I, it's easy for, for a front desk person to like when a contact lens vendor or a frame vendor is there to start to space off and say, well, this isn't relevant to me, but it is because everyone in the office should have at least some information about the products that the office carries, about the instruments that we have to be able to deliver an amazing exam and being able to speak to those at least briefly, have at least a, one or two key takeaways that you can share with patients. It will help make the entire staff in the office seem very knowledgeable and it's only going to help improve the reputation that your office gives. Kendall, you're spot on right there. And I, and I love that you brought that up because depending on, on the practice size, I've even seen that some people will split their meetings up into departmental meetings. And so I'm not going to say that that's a bad thing, but when to do that weekly, now you're splitting your team up. And, and I think it's very important, as, as you said, for, for people to realize ev every single stage of the patient production cycle is going to affect the, what, what, what happens next. And so if somebody has a, a bad experience, that front desk person, that's going to make the, the job for the tech and then for the doctor and then for the optician, it's going to make it that much harder. And so everybody needs to understand not only what role they play and how that affects the patient production cycle, but also to your point, if I'm at the front desk and somebody calls me and I'm, and, and, and they have a question, I, I want to look as, as knowledgeable and be as confident as possible in answering your questions. It doesn't mean that I have to be able to to give detailed pricing information on every single managed vision care plan. That's not the point of that. But can I at least speak to some of the instruments that we use and to some of the frame lines that we carry to be able to help and entice that person to want to come and see us in our practice? Now, Teresa, do you think it would be a great idea or necessary for someone in the office to take notes and to, to note how these meetings are going each session? I always recommend that. I think that having a um, kind of like a repository of uh, where the notes are, are stored and kept allows the team to be able to reference those in the future. Uh, ideally, everybody is always present for these meetings, that they we, we do build the value and the importance behind these weekly meetings so that everybody is in attendance. Should there be somebody that's absent, their their first task or duty on, the, on that next day is to reference that uh, file where the notes are stored so that they can, you know, be abreast of everything that was discussed during that meeting and inform just the, the way that everybody else is. Nobody's, uh, you know, lagging behind. And then again, you know, as we, you know, move on week over week, month over month, the same topic, uh, you know, comes up, we have a place that we can go and reference that and be able to say, okay, what was the process for this? Or, you know, what was the goal that we set? We have a place where all that's stored. 
I think those notes are also great, Teresa, for, for coaching purposes. You can't have somebody come back to you and say, uh, well, I, I didn't know that. Or, you know, nobody ever taught me how to do that. Or we never talked about that. And well, yes, we did. We talked about this at this team meeting on this date. Here are the notes that we went over for that. Now, if this is something that you don't fully understand or you feel like you need more training on, I'm happy to help with that. But it, it, it can't say that it was never taught or talked about. And I think the other thing is about the note-taking situation is it's very important to set the the expectation that the notes are not a replacement for the meeting. And so it's not something that we, yeah, there's going to be things that are going to happen. Vacations are happening. uh, Illness will happen. But this is not an excuse for somebody to not come to the meeting. And so I think setting that expectation early that, yes, we will have these notes to be used as a reference tool, but will not be a replacement for the meeting itself. And do you guys recommend a better time of the day to have these meetings? Is there is there kind of a sweet spot that you would recommend for an office to to schedule these? I know that each office is a little different. We all, they all have you know different needs and operate a, a little differently. Ideally, I think first thing in the morning, you know, if we can schedule uh, on, on a weekly basis that uh, an hour a day, maybe it's coming in an hour before we start seeing patients. Maybe it's uh, a, a time where once a week we start seeing patients an hour early. Again to set the value behind these meetings and they do have to happen. I think that it's everybody's fresh in the morning, right? We we are, we're little sponges and are able to absorb all this information versus uh, maybe even the middle of the day, we've already had some, some things going on that may be distracting us at the end of the day, everybody's tired wanting to leave and go home. So I think being able to structure these in the, in the beginning of the day is, is most helpful and, and most beneficial. What about during the week, Teresa? When is there a certain day that we should do these on? Beginning of the week, middle of the week, end of the week, weekends? Yeah, I, I think that, again, having the meeting, most important thing. I kind of favor Monday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, kind of the, the beginning part of the week. When we go too far towards the end of the week, it's kind of hard to celebrate what happened the week prior, right? If we're talking about um, what happened the previous week, let's let's talk about that as soon as we're getting together this following week, week right? If we're having this first thing Monday morning, it's great to be able to, um, you know, celebrate the wins from last week. We're also going to remember some of the challenges that happened, some of the opportunities that happened the week before. If we're already a week beyond, you know, I can barely remember what I had for lunch three days ago. How am I going to remember some of the challenges that happened from the week before? So uh, as soon as possible, you know, it'll be it'll be fresh on our minds. So I, rem- I, I highly recommend as close to the beginning of the week as possible. Very, very well said. I, 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 cu- I couldn't agree more. I, I think you, you look at people like Fridays, I'll do Friday meetings, we're going to end our, end our week. But I also look at this and go, yeah, but what if you're not open over the weekend? In the what you know, once and we we set a goal for next week. I look at meetings as a, as a chance to get everybody fired up, right? It is going to be it's going to sound cheesy, but a, you know, a rah rah session. Let's get everybody pumped and excited to to be able to do what we do, right? We all love what we do, but let's let's give them that little extra oomph. And if we do that on a Friday, well, okay, cool. I feel really good, and then I'm you know I'm going to be done, and then I'm going to go. I'm not going to be here for two days. I'm going to go out and do my stuff, live my life, and and then Monday rolls around. Wait, hold on. What are, what are we doing? We have what's our goal for this week? We setting anything up? And 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 you're going to end up inadvertently having to do some sort of meeting, if you will, at the beginning of this. I love I love that you brought up Mondays. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of that as well. 
Yeah, I, I agree as well, just because I also feel like Mondays, that's kind of a great time where, you know, you have your planning session, you set out your to-do list for the week, and then that meetings comes in in case say, hey guys, here's our to-do list for the week. These are things we need to focus on. Now you've got four days to handle those versus if you have a meeting on Wednesday or Thursday, you feel like you're rushed that last part of the week or you're you're forget about it by the time you come back in the office Monday. Kendall, you just dropped probably the most important word on this entire podcast, and that is planning. And I think that that is, we, we, we've said it over and over again here, the wins, the whys, the whats, all of that, those are important, but just doing it, right? You don't schedule and plan for these meetings. They will not happen. I can promise you that. That is one guarantee that I can make for you. If you don't schedule it, you don't plan, they won't happen. So schedule these. Put it not and not just scheduling it to say we're going to do these Monday at eight o'clock. Put it on a schedule. Put it on your staff schedule. Put it on your patient schedule so people know that this time is blocked out for this. But also have a plan of what's going to be talked about. Set out notes. Right? What did the what does your meeting agenda look like? And I've had doctors, you know, say, "Well, Scott, I, I get, you know, we we've got the three core things that we're going to do. Does that cause our meetings to get to get stale? And we're we're doing the same thing every week? Well, yeah, if you do the same thing every week, yeah, it's probably going to. But those core topics that we gave you, that's a structure. It doesn't mean that 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 the information within there or who delivers that information is going to be the same each week because it shouldn't and it's not going to be. That's where changing up who's who's speaking, changing up your your training topic all of these things, but they have to be laid out ahead of time. If you are going to have somebody on your staff present or train or do something, make sure they know about it. Don't drop this on them on, you know, Friday afternoon and say, uh, hey, Teresa, by the way, Monday morning, you're going to be training us on that new frame line. And now Teresa's stressed her entire weekend because she's like, I got to put together this, this presentation or well, I, I don't know how she might feel about that, but that's not fair to her. So giving that prep time for your team as well schedule and plan. Perfect. And I think that sounds like a, a great place to wrap up. Any, are there any final thoughts from, from either of you on conducting a successful team meeting? Just do it. Hope I don't get in trouble for saying that. I love it. Yeah. I mean, the teams deserve it, right? I mean, we, we have chosen and selected the right people to work for us uh, to, to help make our practices successful, to produce a great service for the communities. They, they deserve the time to, to be together and, and communicate. Um, you know, I think that's a, that's a huge challenge amongst practices. Communication is always key. Uh, and I don't think you can over communicate things. So just do it and communicate. I think that is fantastic. And, and even in communication, I know Scott talked about the very beginning of the recording here, but save time to talk about personal stuff. What if people, what do people do over the weekend? That sort of thing helps bond to the team. You're, you're going to start to see them be closer. So if you're having an issue of you feel like the team, uh, you have team members that aren't engaged, aren't that team player, this is something that can really help with that. But if you've got any questions over team meetings, I encourage you to talk with your advisor. I would tell your advisor when exactly you're doing your, those team meetings, that's going to help you be accountable for them. They'll help you with that. Like Teresa mentioned, please utilize our webinar library and our world of optics. Um, you can find both of those at our website, aquios.com under the learning library tab, and you'll be able to find all of those. But again, reach out to your advisor. If you're needing assistance, finding topics, 
things to talk about that we are great resources to help there utilize your aqueous alliance vendors like scott mentioned vendors are gonna be more than happy to join the call and do a 30-minute session with your team and and do a training session so please utilize your vendors i think it's so underutilized in practices today but we thank you for joining thank you scott and teresa for for joining me on industry insights today thank you for having us Thank you for having us, Kendall. This has been so much fun. Yeah, it's been so fun. It's been. Uh, we hope everyone has a great weekend, and we can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.